When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. I have been getting an awful lot of questions, as have our university extension agents, our uh, farm lenders, about uh, the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, as well as uh, the idle loan situation that's available now through the Small Business Administration. And I'll tell you what, trying to get answers, let's go straight to one of the administrators, and that is Rob Scott for Wisconsin. He is the Small Business Administration's Regional Administrator for Wisconsin and five other Midwestern states. He joins us from Ohio to help give us a bit of an update on both of these two critically important programs for our Wisconsin farmers and agribusinesses. Rob, talk to me a little bit. Of, this is kind of the first deep dive that uh, SBA has done in trying to serve the agricultural community, uh, and obviously at a pretty accelerated pace because of COVID-19. How has uh, the transition, so to speak, gone? You say that SBA has been working with agriculture for a while, but uh, you're you're in a deep now. Uh, no, absolutely, and thank you so much for having me on. Uh, but there has been a concerted effort uh, going on over two years now to kind of work in the agricultural communities uh, throughout the country. The SBA, uh, along with USDA, signed an MOU uh, in the great state of Ohio uh, two years ago to kind of work together and cross-promote each other's programs for the agricultural community. Um, obviously, with this COVID response and, and the products that the SBA uh, has been given from Congress and supported by the president, um, has allowed us to offer the Paycheck Protection Program uh, for the agricultural communities, as well as now the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, which prior under statute, we were not allowed to offer the agricultural community because the USDA also has their own programs. So it's, it's, we're pushing right now, trying to get this in front of as many people as possible so that uh, they can certainly uh, use the Small Business Administration as a resource. Now, talk to me a little bit about volume so far. I think uh, initially the Paycheck Protection Program was overwhelmed here in Wisconsin with interest. Uh, how does it stand? Today we're talking as the 12th of May, Rob, as far as available resources, uh, staffing, backlogs. Just give us a little bit of an update on that. Absolutely. So uh, to talk about to zero in on the PPP program, uh, right now in the state of Wisconsin, we have approved almost 78,000 PPP loans for a grand total of $10.1 billion. So Wisconsin has fared uh, very well with the PPP program. Uh, how you, you apply for a PPP uh, loan is you go to your local lender. There are farm service credit agencies that are part of it, community banks, credit unions, uh, obviously your larger financial institutions as, as along, along with uh, fintechs like PayPal, Cabbage. Um, there's a ton of a uh, 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 list of 5,500 PPP lenders that are on our website at sba.gov that you can search. Um, but guaranteed, a financial institution is in your community that is offering a PPP loan. There's plenty of room. We have over 120 billion dollars left in appropriation. So if you need it, come get it. Um, it's up to a 10 million dollar loan uh, that is forgivable as long as you uh, spend 75% of your payroll and the other 25% for qualified business expenses. That's a fantastic uh, bunch of numbers there. What about the processing side of things, uh, Rob? Has your staff been able to keep up 
with this workload because our once once our growers once our farmers get that application process done they're they're really hoping for fast turnaround on the money getting to them yeah uh, n- yeah we're we're processing them at a rapid rate um, as long as you go to your lender they put it into the SBA system you get an instant approval um, the lender has 10 days to close the loan and disperse the full amount of funds uh, to the borrower so it's a very successful program there was some growing pains uh, when we rolled out the program a month ago but We've uh, kind of grown past that. Um, it's a very well-oiled machine right now at the Small Business Administration. Uh, we've loaned more money uh, at this point from the SBA than than we have since we started in 1953. So quite the undertaking by us, but we're, we're up to the challenge and we're doing it. Well, and as we said, uh, although the numbers that you gave us are impressive, uh, you are looking forward to seeing a breakout on agriculture's part of that uh, Wisconsin monies. You think it's been pretty active, huh? No, absolutely. We've been promoting it in the ag community. I know uh, our district offices there in Wisconsin have been promoting it, uh, and uh, we're going to continue to promote it. Uh, again, there were set-asides uh, specifically to reach the rural community in the second reappropriation. The first appropriation was $349 billion, the second $310 billion from Congress, with uh, two different set-asides, which were targeted for the agricultural community. So this is part of that process. Um, we certainly encourage anyone out there uh, that needs help, any farmers, any ag businesses that need our assistance, we're here to help our, our uh, Wisconsin district offices, and we have 68 district offices across the country. Um, feel free to call us at any time. We're available seven days a week uh, to help uh, walk anyone out there that, that needs assistance. If you're just joining us, this is Rob Scott. He is a regional administrator for the Small Business Administration in charge of Wisconsin and five other Midwestern states as we uh, try to work through the Paycheck Protection Program, I'm going to call it P3 from here on out, and of course the Economic Injury Disaster Loan that's uh, idle. Uh, so again, trying to get our acronyms straight here. And to Rob's point, our university extension staff have been holding basically weekly updates through webinars and Zoom sessions to try to let anybody that's interested get the latest details on the finer points of some of these loans and options. And also the Small Business Administration has been doing weekly webinars, et cetera, uh, that you can tap into as well. Rob, let's talk a little bit more about uh, some of the finer points. Uh, Some of the farms that are in our audience have to pay attention to close details. One thing that we really want to be careful with is making sure that we don't overstep and basically void that forgivable aspect of some of these programs. Talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the special guidelines that you want them to slow down and think about so that they don't void the forgivable forgivable part of this program. Absolutely, and a very good question. So, uh, you know, our, our two programs that, that basically are getting uh, the most attention right now is obviously the PPP program, which is what we've been talking about, which is a forgivable loan. The other one that is available for ag businesses uh, is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, or EIDL for short. Um, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan is a disaster loan specifically from the federal government through the SBA. Um, its terms are up to $2 million over an up to 30-year term, a uh, 3.75% interest rate on, on that loan. But it is a loan. It has to be paid back. It is not a grant. It's not forgivable. The PPP is a forgivable loan as long as you meet certain terms. 
as a business, you can actually get both loan products and actually still have the PPP loan forgiven as long as the funds that are used between the two programs are used for different purposes. PPP program, you need to use it for payroll. That's the whole purpose of it. So up to 75% or above must be used for payroll. That other 25% that is there, if you're if you're doing the 75%, has to be used for certain qualified expenses. Such uh, examples in the rule is uh, like utilities, so water, uh, you know, if you got sewer, if you got electric, uh, telephone, cell phone, all of that, internet, all is in utility. Um, if you have interest on, on, you know, a mortgage on a commercial building or uh, any type of interest payments or lease payments uh, on equipment is, is another qualified expense or any debt obligation uh, that was entered into before February 15th of 2020. All of those are qualified business expenses that you can use for the PPP program. Now, if we shift over to the economic injury disaster loan, you would want to use your PPP funds for exactly what I just said. For the economic injury disaster loan, you could use that for, for anything else. That is essentially, it could be used as like a credit line, a long-term credit line that obviously is still a loan and you do have to pay it back, but you can use it for, for any other purpose not listed in the PPP program. Now, once you exhaust the PPP funds and obviously apply for forgiveness through your local lender, um, the economic injury disaster loan can be used for anything at that point, whether it's to use for those qualified expenses or payroll or whatever needs are needed for that economic injury. So that's how the two programs kind of interact, and, and I highly encourage anyone listening, uh, if you are injured, apply for both of them because you can have both of them. Yeah, excellent. Good to know. Uh, Rob Scott along with us, Regional Administrator for the Small Business Administration Region 5, which is uh, including Wisconsin. Let's talk a little bit about some of the guidelines on how we're using that money. You made it very clear on uh, the PPP. What about if I have uh, P3 and idle, does that at all impact the forgiveness on P3? Are we back to your point that they are treated and considered as two separate entities, not impacting one another. Uh, no, that is that is absolutely correct. They they do not impact one another, other than you use them for different purposes. And in order to apply for forgiveness, you just got to follow the rules of the PPP program. Now, what about if I had uh, prior expenses that I was carrying before my loan showed up, Rob? Uh, you know, let's say I had bills from January, February, but I didn't get my loan until March. Can I go back and settle up with those uh, remaining bills, or do I have to address expenses from the day that check was issued forward? Uh, so to, to the way the rule reads is anything before February 15, 2020, as long as it fits in those qualified expenses, you can pay. So if you say like you, you didn't pay February, you didn't pay January, and you're paying it out, you can do that. And then obviously during the qualifying period up to June 30th, uh, you can also use the PPP program funds for that. So no, absolutely you can um, as long as you just follow the rules. And, and I would absolutely encourage your audience, uh, if they get, get the PPP loan, to do that. And also work with your lender. Call the local SBA office. We can help you um, to make sure that you're in compliance. Right. Another question that some of the growers had is, uh, if I've already had a line of credit with my bank, which is a very common practice for any farm, uh, you always have to have a line of credit in place just in case something goes wrong. There seems to be some fine print in the loan document that put some 
question into the relationship between my bank, the SBA, and who has authority on those idle monies. Does SBA have any overriding influence as far as approval if I need to tap into my existing line of credit if I'm working with an idle loan separately? No, I mean, there's nothing, uh, unless it is an SBA line of credit that, that could affect it. But if you're in an, just a regular line of credit through your local lender that is not SBA backed, uh, it should not affect. Um, the, the great thing about the CARES Act is the PPP program. It kind of lowered a lot of the guidelines uh, through a traditional uh, SBA loan uh, in order to push the money out onto Main Street America. So, um, no, it will not affect whether it how it interacts with the PPP or the economic injury disaster loan. The economic injury disaster loan is for businesses that obviously have been economically injured by this COVID disaster, um, and it will not affect whether or not you have a line of credit or not. Excellent. Rob Scott along with us, Regional Administrator for the Small Business Administration Region 5, uh, which encompasses Wisconsin. Now, let's go back to where we started, Rob, and that is to re-clarify for any of my farms or agribusinesses listening, uh, money is still available in uh, pretty good volumes if they still want to get involved in the process, specifically uh, when it comes to the idle loans. No, absolutely. Uh, there was a change in law um, under the last reappropriations uh, for both the BPP and the Economic Injury Disaster Loan that opened up the Economic Injury Disaster Loan to agricultural businesses. So uh, how you apply, go to sba.gov again. That, that address is sba.gov. Uh, there's links on there where you'll be able to find it. Um, it's just easier to give that, that URL. And you'll be able to apply. It takes about five minutes to apply. It's a very rapid application uh, for the folks listening. Uh, very easy. You, you supply basic information. Uh, your loan will be obviously sent to our Office of Disaster Assistance. You'll get a confirmation number emailed to you along with a documentation mailed to you, and it'll begin the process. You'll be assigned a loan officer. Um, you'll know whether you were accepted or declined. Um, and certainly work with them. So it's a very easy process. Highly encourage the agricultural community to apply for the economic injury disaster loan. Um, the other one being obviously the, the one that's gotten all the media attention, which is the PPP program or P3 as you're referring to it. There is monies left. Um, you work with your local lender uh, in order to apply for the PPP program, and they are the ones that enter it into our system. If you do not have a local lender that you want to work with and want to find one, you can go to sba.gov. There's a tool on there. You type in your zip code. You find plenty of local lenders offering the PPP loan um, and highly encourage you to uh, continue uh, to apply for both of them um, in order to help you get through this disaster. Excellent. Great information. Rob, I really appreciate you taking time to help clarify some of the fine points of these, these two critically important programs, and I uh, look forward to chatting with you again. Absolutely, and thank you for having me on. Rob Scott, he is the Regional Administrator for the Small Business Administration Region 5. That includes Wisconsin. He's got a lot of folks out there that are ready to help you with either the Paycheck Protection Program or the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Opportunity. Talk to your local lender. Do get online and check out the resources they've got, sba.gov. And, of course, we'll keep you posted as well. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee.